Hello, good evening and welcome. This is the Friday Rock Show, Queens of the New Rage Special. My name is Adrian Byrne and this is Tony Wilson. Hello! Tonight, we have a show with a difference. Packed full of estrogen-soaked rock anthems. Yes! We are paying tribute to the new wave of lady vocals and rock. Featuring music from Iron Savior, yes. Amaral, yes. Big Elf, oh. With Indentation, no. In This Moment, Taria and Nashville Pussy. Oh. We will also be getting up close and intimate with the ladies themselves. We'll oh. be interviewing Suzuka Nakamoto, yes. Elise Rude, oh. Sharon Denadel, oh. Taylor Mumpson, and Maria me. Brinks. Oh. These women are beautiful, talented, and they all like it hard. Yeah. So stay with us if you want to be pleasured orally. Oh. First of the girls that are loud is Baby Metal. It's the Baby Metalers! Yo, yo, yo. 
That's Suzuka Nakamoto, Moa Kikuchi, and Yai Mizuno, also known as Baby Metal. Baby Metal! And you heard Ducky Ducky Morning morning. appearing in the underage tent at the Sonosphere Festival this July. Stay out of it! Now, the band's style is known as Kawaii Metal or Cute Metal, but we here at the FRS like to play songs from 14 year olds for mentally 14 year olds like us. (laughs) (laughs) And don't take our word for it. Let them tell you yourselves. Live on the line from Hiroshima <gasps> and well up after the bedtime <gasps> it's baby metal konnichiwa and hiya mama shite listen are you the real queens of the new rage we are baby metal yes John. hello baby metal yes thanks for taking the time out to talk to us here on the Friday Rock Show Friday Rock Show baby metalers we just played well, khaki- baby I do we- baby on the side oh, we just yeah. played khaki khaki doo doo where did you get the inspiration for that uh, yeah, that's right. Um, I believe we're talking to Suzuka, the Suzuki. eldest baby metal at the ripe and ready age of 16. <laughs> Suzuka, if you can, in English like, tell us how baby metal was born. Yeah, that's it. First height, yeah, that would be nice. Look at me, ass! Size of her! Be no bigger than your left leg! Uh, I'm not sure I got that. You wouldn't be as big as your right leg, though! Didn't we organise a translator? They're a fucking metal band! All metal bands speak English, sir! Look at Suzuki. Queen of the New Rage! Do you think you're one of them? Yeah. Uh, obviously this isn't working. She's on about Singapore and Sudoku or some shite like that. Sorry, Suzuku. Come back when you've learned English. Sayonara, baby metal. Baby metal I thought everybody in the world spoke English, Tony. Exactly. That's what I was saying earlier. I know. And now I'm saying it. Mash. But you're baby metal. Oh, Jesus Christ, man. Now we're just checking out uh, some photos of you online just to, to see who we're talking to here. Obviously, you're on the other side of the world. I'm just looking at a publicity shot there for Baby Metal. Well, you, you, you're quite young. <laughs> baby isn't isn't an inappropriate description. So are you from minimalism? Uh, no, I take the one on, on the far left. Probably. Should you be had up in court for the hygiene? Uh, there's something wrong with the paedophile. The Queen's of the Okay, now it's time for the first letter of tonight's FRS. Oh, here it is, ladies. Scraping up off the floor. Just for you. On the lights. Friday right. Rock Show 2014. Are you buzzing? I'm buzzing. Are you buzzing, I'm buzzing. for it? I'm buzzing. I dropped two tabs earlier. How are you, lads? Jesus. It's a long time since I dropped you the line. True was, I couldn't give a shy. After all of my troubles with women over the years, we'd fax you in a letter to the Friday Rock Show about my insecurities and then end up with disaster. I was still living was on the main street, rat room on the dole, with no future and only my base to keep me warm. But then I met Janice, who was in the corner house pub. Typical Tuesday afternoon, smell of piss and polish. I heard some disco boogie show on the VH1 music channel. Two blackbirds in a spandex, playing instruments. And the singer was whacking fuck out the bass guitar. It was 1978. I couldn't believe it. Then Grania, the landlady, turned off the TV. She hands me a business card. Said that black woman off the telly came in last week and left to notice that she offers bass lessons. Bass lessons for Baldy! Really uh. taking the piss as usual. Till I saw the address. It was in Green Anne. So that's up the road, sir. Fuck. Boogie Thunderland, she called it. Now, I'm an accomplished musician, as you know, Adrian. But I was curious to meet an old female bassist and maybe swap tips and tricks. I rang to the bungalow doorbell, Adrian, and then my life changed. She said her name was Janice and welcomed me to Boogie Thunderland. 
And she held back her big boss eyed Alsatian. I said my name was Baldy and I came up with my thick bush of hair. She said it resembled a mangrove in the tropics. But lads, walls were covered with gold records. Awards from America. She was the girl from VH1. That was her band. I said I was a poor artist, had no idea who she was, and that my favourite band was Skyclad, or maybe Typo Negative. Typo Negative! She said she was comfortable, and after the kids grew up and a dead husband... <laughs> <laughs> she came she to could've, She could have planted the dead husband and the kids grew up on him. She came to Ireland for a spear or some shy. She asked me where I got my bullet belt. We said so up on Cable Street in the army shop. Either way, we talked for hours about Billy Sheehan, Stu Ham and Cliff Burton. Then she tells me she was 63 the day before. She's I couldn't believe it. 63, fair enough. She's seen a lot of double bacon cheeseburgers in her time. But I guess black just don't crack. Her dyed black and braided hair extensions nearly took out my eye when she laughed at that. She insisted I stay for dinner. I told her I'd go. <laughs> oh, Molly! Now, I didn't know where this was going. As she rolled through the fridge and took some glasses from the cupboard, there was now a feisty German shepherd nestling its nose in my crotch. She, now, that's Janice now, not the dog, plonked a bottle of whiskey on the table. <gasps> I said I didn't like whiskey. She said it wasn't for me and that I could choose from the bar. I opted for a can of Foster's. She gave me the six-pack and I asked, Did I boogie? I didn't know what she was saying. Like dancing? No, I only moshed like this. And I flicked the horns at her. She laughed. I ducked under the flying braids. She said I should learn to boogie. I said, Molly, back! <laughs> I said I'd think about it. Then she made me to dinner. We'd never tried tofu, green beans and eggplant. Whatever the fuck that was. But it tasted rotten. So the dog had my share to get it off me. I cracked open another can. Janice was fairly horsing through the whiskey at that stage. And by 9pm after saying the phrase boogie oogie for the hundredth time, she said if I needed some cash, she would find jobs around the property. I said I'd think about that too. Big Janice said she was feeling tired, and if I wanted I could crash in the sitting room couch till morning. Then she just got up and said goodnight Mr Baldy Bass Boogie Man, and strode off out of the kitchen. And here's this cross-eyed, oversized dog staring at me. It all felt a bit weird, Adrian. Should I go or should I stay now? Fuck it. I grabbed another Foster's and shuffled through to the sitting room area. The dog stayed in the kitchen just staring. I unclipped my bullet belt, turned on Sky Movies and watched the first Lord of the Rings. As you would like. Sit down and make yourself comfortable, Bolly. Two Foster's later and we're at scene 41, The Farewell to Lorien, where Orlando Bloom is talking about elvish waybread and the hobbits in the bow are all quiet looking up at him. When well, across the kitchen there's an almighty storm of cutlery shite being slapped no, off the kitchen floor. No. I had to think of it. Cutlery! Not cluttery! <laughs> Are the dogs playing with the fucking spoons? <laughs> Spoon. I don't know, I don't know what they are. When across the kitchen there's an almighty storm of scuttery shite being slapped off the kitchen floor. I had to think of it, lads. The magic canine just carpet bombed the foundations. Ah, sick! I had to grab newspapers and clean up runny dog shit in a stranger's house and it there looking at me sideways. Mm-hmm. Finally, I turned all the lights off. Got another can and sat back down to watch Happy Gilmore. <laughs> That's a classic. By midnight I was seriously dozing when I heard the faintest turn of a handle. Then came a flapping of bare feet across the kitchen. I looked around and there was Janice. Full frontal nakedness. Nah, stage on her. With a bass guitar strapped across her saddlebags. She looked straight at me and just said, You thinking you're too cool to boogie. So get on up on the floor cause we're gonna boogie oogie oogie till you just can't boogie no more. <laughs> Jesus lads! Then she squatted down, legs apart, and plucked on her fat base. <laughs> I don't know if she was sleepwalking or what, but she just turned around and went back out again as if nothing happened. Bodies <laughs> 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 molested. I was in shock. Seriously though, what would you have done? I was glued to the seat in fear. Would she come back? What if she wanted me up on her? She was twice my age, with a dead husband. Could I manage it at all? 
Or she's got to get up in his back with the dead husband. <laughs> It looked like a turtle. I'm worried about the weight load. My panic was soon interrupted by a painful urge to piss. Well, I hadn't even gone that night once. I was bursting the seal. Two and a half litres of Australian piss were threatening to spray out my sides. And that was then when I realised, where the fuck is the toilets? Oh no, I jumped up, tiptoed across the kitchen through the door and saw a hallway to the left of the front door. It was dark. I felt the wall for a light. Found it. I flicked the switch. Nothing. No bulbs. <laughs> I had to find the bathroom quickly or I'd be no better than the dog. I stepped up the few wooden stairs to the hallway. I moved softly, feeling my way along the hall. On the right I could see doors open into what were probably going to be the bedrooms. I need a bathroom. Where is it? <laughs> I continued. The pain was throbbing. There was a door on the left shut. I squeezed the handle and gently opened it. Bollocks it was an iron cupboard over the boiler. Fuck. Then I saw the next door. It was open and... I saw a sink, a wash basin. Yes, yes a bathroom. Thank <gasps> fuck for that. I lowered my shoulders in relief and had to zip down the belt undone when suddenly there was a splashing sound from inside the bathroom. Like someone was in a bath. In the dark. I mean, who does that in the dark? And that's when I heard those husky, phlegmy words. You're going to come in here and fuck my black ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh my, I must have fallen asleep in the bath. What time is it? That's a great black woman's voice to have, eh, <laughs> I froze in the hallway, gripping me loose in pants. We dared look around the corner. Ian, I answered, it's about 12.45. Big Janet said from the shadows, the water's gone cold. I tell you, Adrian, I was afflicted with the rigor mortis. I couldn't budge. Stuck to the wall like a lizard. The sloshing slap of the bath water became sharper and all I could do was listen. She gargled deeply. It's so cold. I need to heat it up. Then... Silence! Oh lads, I goose pimples! And that's when the big haggard leathery voice shattered my sanity. Baldy, would you like to join me? Ah! The soapy squirt splashed in the toilet floor. She was getting out. I sprang from the wall and fell down the hallway, arse slapping off the stairs and bolted the door and ran, ran into the green at night. Anywhere. Free. I heard barking and shouting and manic bass playing. I ran as fast as my stumps would allow. I got as far as the Jordan's house when it hit me. Oh no. No. I forgot me fucking bullet belt. I have to go back. Well, that's for another time, Adrian. You and Tony keep the air rising and keep her steady. Chew the ring. Please play me some more and savior. Yours, Baldy, Ratrum Main Street. Hey, Baldy. Baldy. Oh, oh Jesus, Baldy. Letters. <laughs> Baldy's back. He's being molested by a big black bass playing woman. And okay, especially for you, Baldy, coming up now, we have Iron Saviour, Revenge of the Bride. Rise of the Hero! That's you, Baldy! Yeah. 
Das ist Iron Savior. Oh. Born of a whore in Hamburg, oh, Germany. Germany. Power metal at its very inconstant best from Iron Savior's new album Rise of the Hero. You can just hear it around you heard on the, the Revenge of the Bride. Oh. They've had a rake of albums, oh. all thundering along like a Viking horde with a dose of the trots. The fun times never end here! Alright Tony, the, the story behind this one is um, I've been online lately and I've taken to reading some blogs and yeah. one of these guys, uh, he, he writes a, a diary blog so he just keeps an account of everything that happens to him and I just thought uh, I'd read a few excerpts for, from it for the Friday Rock Show listeners. Um, his name is Dwayne and these are some excerpts from his diary. Fair enough, you want to read another man's diary, but I suppose everyone else is doing it these days, aren't he puts it up on the fucking internet. Exactly, and you'll be watching it like, you're no better than him. Dwayne's diary, Monday. Is waking up on Monday morning the lowest point of your existence? The warm numbness of sweet oblivion is violently interrupted by the harsh sound of your alarm tone. This is followed rapidly by the despair at the realisation it's Monday morning and you have a whole five days of work ahead. Dwayne. Tuesday. No, just Dwayne. What do like? I'm sitting next to a guy in work. Yeah? He sounds like the professor off your show. He's a gamer and he likes manga comics. Today I engaged him in a conversation and he started explaining the Space Pirates comics to me. I'm listing off all of the characters and googling images for me. I pretend I'm interested. I'm so not. I just want to punch him and he's still living at home with his parents' beardy face. Good my way. Thursday. Oh, I hate winter. What's he doing on Wednesday? Wednesday was boring. I hate this winter especially. It's rained non-stop for weeks. I'd make a joke about building an ark, but it just wouldn't be funny. Grey skies are permanently hanging over us like a white wet blanket, dripping its misery on top of us incessantly. It's a wonderful, wonderful life! It never ever stops. There's daylight, but it's grey like a tombstone. It seems to last for a few minutes and then night falls again, it's is over. This, is this really our diaration and you're just saying this from Dwayne? No. <laughs> uh, and then the wind. Storms blowing in off the Atlantic. Some of the worst weather the country's ever seen. Tonight was one of the worst. I genuinely feared decapitation by a flying slate. I would have stayed Dwayne. safe indoors, but for the wheelie bins being tossed around the back garden, and they were full. He was tossing his wheelie? Really? Of course they were full. Running around, I was, I was trying to grab bits of paper, like flying like a, like a Z-list or grabbing stars and I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. All the while I was being hosed down by water and whipped by a wind machine. Mrs. Dwayne disappeared. And they always do. I couldn't believe she'd left me. Left me here to die, probably. Hit by a falling tree branch or smashed by a flying cat. Then I heard a groaning. Groaning like I'd not heard since Mrs. Dwayne went into labour. And then I seen a silhouette emerging through the driving rain. A flash of lightning illuminated her hair, whipped by the wind. The teeth were gritted. Muscles were straining. It wasn't she, Hulk. <laughs> no. It was Mrs. Dwayne carrying a rock to anchor down a wheelie bin. I scrunched up a ball of paper and cursed the elements. So Mr. and Mrs. Dwayne were out in the back garden in the middle of a storm playing with rocks? Yeah. Like so fucking mad. Totally random. Sunday, you know, like. Uh, last night one of my friends came around. Not to see me, unfortunately, but to see my sister. He's been going out with her for a couple of weeks. I've known him for a long time. And he's a great mate. I know him too well, though. That's the problem. Smoke the dukes, get a Dwayne. That's how I knew he's not good enough for my sister. I hear shouting and a ruckus during the night coming from my parents' room. I jump up to see my mate being frog-marked by my dad down the stairs. He was bollock naked. <laughs> Guess what? You won't believe it. I later found out from him that he was drunk as a lord. I left my sister's room in the middle of the night to take a piss. Unfortunately, he tried to piss in my father's wardrobe. I had to step in and stop my dad 
beating the shite out of him on the front lawn. Oh well, if it goes all the way and he gets my sister down the aisle, I'm sure we'll have a good laugh about it in my best man speech. <laughs> Bye guys. This was Dwayne's diary, over and out. That's <laughs> a lot of Dwayne's! Yeah, that was Dwayne! Dwayne, yeah, yeah, that's diary. Dwayne in his I'm, blog! I was thinking about cl- keeping a diary myself. Oh yeah! Do you keep a diary? I don't, thank fuck. I suppose if you're on Facebook, you, we're all keeping a diary. Sucking on a digital nipple! I wouldn't put your face on Facebook. Wouldn't bear me arse on Facebook. Like yours wouldn't be on Facebook. Anyway. Why arse your face? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Dwayne and some excerpts from his online diary. Coming up next, we have Amaranth. <gasps> a little something that Picard had a little bit of a problem with, and Kirk. It's the Nexus. Nexus! Yo! Picard! Together again! Oh, Born oh. in a Swedish country shed, flexing their nexus 
from the album of the same name. Oh, the Nexus! A band who have only three lead singers. Only three Jake, them. Olaf and Elise. The Friday Rock Show. Me. The Queens of the New Range. Oh, look. Oh, Jesus, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to tap that. I'm queuing her up, Aisling. This is uh, from Amaranth. This is the lead singer, Elisa Rude. Now joining us live on the line to tell us stuff we don't really want to know and continuing our deep slide into the Queens, Queens of the, of new, the rage, new Rage, it's oh. Amaranth lead singer, Elise Rude. Hey, Elise, how are you? I am great. How are you? I know I'm all right. I'm keeping the stomach down. You know yourself? He's nice lion. I don't work. believe him, Lizzie. I work out, you know. Yeah. He's worked out. He's fat. I'm really into fitness. <laughs> Shut up, Tony. <laughs> Could be onto a good thing here. Could be onto a sex night. <laughs> anyway, listen, Lizzie, you Lizzie. are truly a queen of the new rage with oh. Amaranth. Unit shifting across the world these days, and I believe you're touring Wicklow, Ireland this month, and live tonight in Green Anne's at the Dandies. Then she's playing the Dandies? Wow. It's been great. Uh, we've been so excited to come here. It's been a big dream mm-hmm. for me personally since I was like a little kid. You're grown up now, though. And uh, for Amaranth, when we first started mm-hmm. in like 2008, yeah. it's, uh, like. Uh, yeah, good to hear that you're so excited, Lizzie. I'm just, just imagining your excitement right now, in fact. Yeah, we're just saying there, Lizzie, we have you on the big screens here in the studio just to kind of. So Aisling can visualise. But why aren't you playing the sports complex in Rath's drum this time around? Did they not let you in? She wouldn't let her. She was stripped last time. I know, we just talked about it today actually. We said like, oh that really sucks that we couldn't make it there. But next time. So crazy. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking at your picture, Elise. Uh, your eyes are like an avatar. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, seriously though, you do. But I heard last night in Lara you wore a gimp mask on stage, is that right? Yeah, I have like actually two different masks. I had like uh, four different outfits. I'd love to bury your face. Oh, sweat. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Sounds like you're committed, Lizzie. Yeah, I just want to like tour as much as possible with, with my own band. And Amaranth is my baby. Oh, babies. Baby babies. mission! And you're our baby tonight, Lizzie. Anyway. What the fuck is it with those three singers in the band? Huh? All the lads want is just to see your tonsils roaring at them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Like with these three vocalists, which are like yeah. totally different people. Yeah, like totally. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Go on. Yeah, then when they come up with this idea, I, I was usually at their place. And uh, then they invited Andy, the growler. Andy the growler! <laughs> she have already got one, Emily's. You could get your own growler out. <laughs> she I, wants I you. pay for tickets she for that. She's got to get the growler out. Jesus. It's just unique. <laughs> oh, I'm sure it is, Lizzie. All wet and waiting. <clears throat> anyway, here on the Friday Rock Show, we're Friday playing show. the new queens of the, the new, new range. range. All the latest lady metal who are ready to pump new blood into the wrinkly, manly rock pool. <laughs> why did you do it, Liz? Why? Tell us why. Since this opportunity just came to me, uh, and I really believe in faith and death destiny and all that Jackson. so I just felt like maybe this is what I'm gonna do like this is what I'm meant to do and I just quit my job and I uh, started to write songs together with Jake and all that and, <laughs> and get your growler out of course gosh <laughs> I'm forgetting that <laughs> yes <laughs> uh, yeah and here we are and I'm just living the dream what do you bring to metal Elise what is your USP no it's not USP now it's USP your unique sound my book. thing is vocal melodies and i write a lot of songs um, like both for um, amaranth and for myself because i just love doing that you do you like you like doing that you know 
By the way, I saw your video for the Nexus that we just played. Very cinematic. Lads with tight bullet belts on their wrists chasing you into the white spandex. Oh. Working with director Patrick Oleus, who yes. nearly blew your skirt off with a massive explosion in the hunger video. Did you see that? Jeez, I was hungry for more after seeing that. I haven't seen it, but I will. <laughs> it's on my to-do list now. And I can tell you that we only got one take because of the explosions were pretty expensive, so we couldn't do it like more than once. And uh, we had, yeah, we had one shot and it was super slippery. And uh, I had high heels and I was super scared. I was gonna like end the sound of that explosion was like in crazy loud. Super, super, super. crazy loud. Awesome. I bet that hit the spot, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you got this little shake. Anyway, we must arrange to meet up sometime, Elise. I have my own personal Facebook page where I, I am very active on and it's uh, elisereadoff.page at Facebook. I think we're like most active on Facebook actually and elisereadoff.page.facebook? What's up with that? Uh, yeah, maybe some private messages there through Facebook Messenger. Meet up, being as you're in the Wicklow area, I wouldn't mind getting up there to see you. Anyway, Elise, thank you for joining us on the Friday Rock Show. It was an honour to hear a queen of the new rage. Yes! It was an honour for me. (laughs) (laughs) Was she hugging the microphone? Was she? Sounds like there's a man there, farting. (laughs) Get away, get away from her. I like you, Elise. You make my belly tingle. Yeah, yeah, I like it too, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks there to Elise Rude. Oh my goodness. Uh, another Dutch girl, and from one Dutch girl to another. We're double Dutch tonight, AJ! We're doubling up on the Dutch. Dutch we're having, going tonight! Uh, Dutch oven, we're <laughs> passing the Dutchie on the left hand side. Total football, sexy football. Mark van Bastard! Here's Drugs! Hash! <laughs> Looking in the window! Whores! Okay, it's time for a letter. letter! Here on the Friday Rock Show 2014! Hey, guy. Yes, it's me again. How have you been? Can you believe it? I've actually put pen to paper. Who does that these days? Tell us, Joe. Come on, Joe. I must have felt bad. But thanks for making sure we've got to the airport in time. Last Saturday night will be remembered with a smile on my face. Who's this? After that? five nights of exploring the city and no sleep but you. Was you? Was you, you? Who's this? Who's this? First you're reading blogs. Oh, Lily, now you're reading out private letters. Lily, me when I'm reading the hat, you. You listen, you hear the story, you know what happens. Don't be, don't be t- interrupt me with questions. After five nights of exploring the city and no sleep with you, I was so tired on Sunday that I couldn't even remember the plane taking off and landing. We finally got home to our village, the Bungard in Mellonhock. Slept for 11 hours. I know it was only about two days since I was talking to you last. I never knew my mother could drink so much and talk so much bullshit. She's 57. But now I can't get asleep, so I thought I would write you a few lines and send greetings from across the sea, across the sea in Holland. So here I am, tucked up in bed, with a huge glass of milk and a salad cream sandwich beside me. <laughs> and surprise, surprise, I'm listening to you. You're babbling about working and drawing the doll, and Tony is cursing his head off at the moment. Ah, bollocks! I don't know about you, but I thought radio stations were supposed to play music. Oh, hold on, it's a song, wait for it. Oh, Volbeat, my body. Uh, our Danish cousins. God, you're always playing that. Would have been appropriate Saturday night. Saying ladies yeah. about her, your, your body or her body? Did you, my body? Did you actually fall off the bed when you turned me around? <laughs> oh, now we're getting into sure. it. This is for sure. I know I'm nearly two metres, and as you said, it was like a male lion trying to take down a buffalo. <laughs> Sorry about that. You said your ankle was sore. Is it better? 
I don't remember much. Oh, by the way, bring our raincoats next time. We in Holland know all about shoring up watery leaks. <laughs> also have to tell you that Robin called up tonight. He is as happy as Larry, as you say, thanks to the God. He understands the situation. Hopefully things will stay that way, and I'm glad he relished that ruining our friendship couldn't make things easier for him. My mom and I jumped on a plane and went to Ireland for the weekend. So what, dude? Get over it. He had a big meal planned. But whatever, we did what, what big we did. Big spinach! Let's, get, let's hope jealousy doesn't get in the way and everything stays rosy. Hey, guy. I hope your journey back home was not too boring. My mother just thinks you are wonderful. A really lovely dude. But of course she had a good vantage point in the hotel room. I know. I passed out by 2am. But my, my mother just won't tell me anything. Now she's running around me as a riot. Humming the Champions League anthem and dusting the house. Amazing. She said you are welcome to visit her home and debong her anyway. <laughs> she said you are welcome to visit her home and debong her anytime. Some <laughs> I trust your bedside was still intact when you arrived home. No burglars when you were away. Was Tony outside the door? <laughs> like the lion dog waiting for his master's return. I hope you're sending him on a guilt trip since you never came up with you. Anyway, it was so much nicer having you on your own all to myself. Ourselves? <laughs> <laughs> As you know, I'm not a very serious person and I find it hard to express myself. But you never gave me enough time. You really do talk a lot. <laughs> But I really did enjoy the weekend and you're extremely good company, especially with the shoulders and of course the face. <laughs> I need shoulders! They're like fucking looking at Mount Edna! Only hint of the sarcasm there. <laughs> no, as I was saying, I hope we can do it again. Sometime soon, and maybe have a lot more privacy soon. I don't know what your intention was, mister, but my mother was terribly hungover and she puked on the plane four times. <gasps> oh, she's <gasps> asking if you found a purple chiffon scarf. You know the one she was wearing? She doesn't know where it is. I seem to have an image of you undoing it from around my mother's neck when I was blacking out. You led her to the bathroom? Maybe she was sick then. You are such a good Samaritan. She certainly thinks so. Hey guy, I gotta go. Handball practice. I wish you all the best and lots of luck. I hope your dreams will come true. Take care and please, please, please play Big Elf. They are awesome. Love, Joe Half. Debongard. Wallenhock, the Netherlands. Oh, Lump! Here, that was Saturday, and you said you were sick? Yeah, and you well, said well, I was sick, so in order to rest and recuperate, I just... Your fuck's off to the sea! Went to the bong herd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you seem to have got two bong herds for the price of one. Spend some time with Joe, just, as she said, doing a lot of talking, um, getting things out there, you know. I feel a lot better after it. I really do, a lot lighter, you know, you know what I'm saying? And especially for, for Joe, it's... Just like me, because I'm her big elf. <laughs> and he's a control freak! And she's a control freak. You're the nah, control freak! Fuck off! Go! <laughs> <laughs> and the elf. <laughs> Sitting there on the table looking at her! <laughs> Into the men's room!
big dwarf, dwarf big dwarf. dwarf I mean elf big elf <laughs> uh, it's a freak show John what do you think of that I don't know what to think what do you think I'm a control freak from Big Elf off the new album Into the Men's, Men's Room. Room no sorry hang on Into the Maelstrom Big Elf have been on the go since 1991 says here fair fucks to the overgrown gnomes Munich 1923 You can only make head or tail of this spa treatment leaflet from Baden Baden It's all in that tricky German Huh? Dorothy Wilson and Aubrey Holmes are searching for a relaxing spa Relax! I'll buy you a stout cool German beer in Munchen <laughs> huh? Don't wander off Holmes I might need you at any moment Agent But their interpreter is lost for words Willkommen in München My name is Stefan Kunz can't understand you, I'm afraid. Do you speak the English? Nein. And so a beer was needed in the streets of Munich. Huh? He says we should go for a beer now, and then maybe some hookers at us later. Spotted a sausage about this place. Where's he going, Holmes? To get you pissed. But revolution was in the air. Oh. A damn beggar has let off his pistol inside the pub. Oh! Oh my! This is the revolution. A night in prison put tempers on edge. Hey! She's all there! He just went for a wicked atomity. Ich würde sagen. You know, you've got a lot of issues. You should write it all down into a book. So some serious spa relaxation was now needed. Oh, we're going to the spa? I think he spoke about a spa. No, you're the only talking spa here. But a nation was rising. Scheiße. Affecting everyone. It's on. It's a people's revolution. Are you coming? Yet Timothy Wilson was determined to get his relaxation. I'm ready to insert new vigor into my life. It's like a slaughterhouse. That's the thermal water. And in the hands of the famous Dr. Voronoff. Hello, Dr. Voronoff. My name is Timothy Wilson. Where do you want me? Please, please, come and lie on this bench under the lights. Timothy Wilson would be invigorated. Everyone deserves to see this. Within an inch of his life. We have now elevated Mr. Wilson into the light. <laughs> Monkey, what's you doing with that show? Ah, total sickness. Let's cut into Mr. Wilson's scrotum like this. And only Aubrey Holmes could save him. Scheiße, Nazis. What is all this noise? Quick, clean the blood, clean it all up. Put die fucking Needle in das Brustbein des Tomatitis. Scheiße. Ah, ah, no! Mental Homes 2. Wake up, Tomaty, please. I begs you, I can't lose you. The madness continues. Hold on, Tomaty, I'm coming. Out now. <coughs> oh. Oh. I'm blinded. That's Mental Homes 2 available on Ample Voice. <laughs> Jeez, you're so smooth. It's like a professional voiceover future. artist. <laughs> Time for a letter! <laughs> Turn around, jump up, pick a bale of cotton. Hello, I am a renowned Indian chef. Oh, Tasher Singh. 
Hello, Tasha. I am writing earnestly to you today about an episode that recently caused me deep shame. Hmm? As you know, what, it's, what happened? it's traditional in the UK to have street parties for days of joyous celebrations. Recently, we were celebrating the life of Maggie Thatcher, and the neighbours were throwing out the bunting and having music in the streets. As I am famed as a chef, I decided to rustle something oh, d- up. Did you rustle something up there, Tasha? I decided it would be my special chutney zinger. Oh, chutney zingers! We love to hear the friend mm. Not me, it's chutney zinger after the show, I think. Mm. coming up later! Mary Jo in the corner shop provided me with the spices, herbs and vegetables and curry leaves to enable me to provide a gastronomic treat. Sure enough, my spicy chutney was the toast of the street. They were licking the chutney chunks clean off their fingers. <laughs> it was only that night when I stopped off at the corner shop when things started going peculiar. Mary, Why? Mary Jo was telling me that there had been a sudden run on the toilet roll and she was running low. Oh no, Tasha, what have you done? Indeed, I felt my own stomach rumble in trepidation as she told me. To be on the safe side, I picked some up and headed home. I lay in bed, but I was sweating and restless. It's like anything watching the football. <laughs> when I finally got to sleep, I had fevered dreams. <laughs> Ganesha was riding towards me on a small Irish man from Kerry, but he spoke as if he was Indian. He was eating cheese and chutney sandwiches. In fact, he had a whole sports gear bag full of chutney sandwiches, which he proceeded to stick his tongue between the reams of bread. Ganesha started to shake and erupt, flinging more and more of the little carry men from his rear. <laughs> Only these ones were brown and made of peanut chutney. Oh. They kept coming and coming until Ganesha was sitting on a peanut chutney mountain of little carry men. Oh. I awoke suddenly and discovered I needed the toilet. I barely shut the door behind me when the searing pain hit. By Vishnu, I had to go. Oh, you'd have to go, you'd have to go. Stumbling over my barely dropped trouser legs <laughs> to the comforting cool of the toilet seat. <sighs> I clenched my buttocks, but there was nothing I could do to stop the eruption. Like hot lava spewing from Barren Island. But it was not hot lava. No, 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 no. It was hot chunks of chutney violently ejecting themselves. Cold sweat surfaced on my forehead before I needed to stick my head in the sink as it was then coming out that end too. So there I was, trembling buttocks on the toilet seat and sweaty head in the sink, my chutney demon exercising itself. It carried on through a long and torturous night. I did manage to get some sleep, not much, but it was interrupted by a knock on the door. Who was it, Sheldon Tasha? <laughs> it was the police. <gasps> It like was the band? Were they coming to play songs for you? There had been an outbreak of vomiting and diarrhea on the whole street. They took samples of my herbs, spices and curries. It was their conclusion. The uncooked curry leaves did it. I was advised there was always a risk of using this ingredient raw and in future I should always cook it. Fortunately, they could not fault any of my other hygiene practices with my food. It was a lesson hard learned, my friends. I am hoping, even though I am shamed, that my confessional will make more people aware of the dangers of uncooked curry. Thank you. This has been Chef Tashar Singh. Probably just alienated another part of the demographic of the listeners of the Friday York Show. So, what we do now? We've offended the black lads, and now we're doing the whole Indian quarter. I think Chef Thatcher came, brought up a really important thing there, uh, the dangers of uncooked foods. So I feel it's, it's, it's part of our service as a public broadcaster, so be careful, always cook the chutney. Let's have a look at the set list, eh? Look at the Come set list. Moving on with our queens of the new rage. We're going Dutch once again. Well, we always go Dutch because Tony the miserable fucker never pays for the meal. But I don't get paid enough. You're the guy who hugs all the salary in this fucking show. We've we've, we've piece of music. It's um Paradise, featuring the lovely Taria. You love Taria too much. 
But look at that magic bitch off Game of Thrones, the Carice von Hootenberger. That one. She must be Dutch as well. With the dragons? Oh, and she, black shit comes over Fanny. That one. Oh, the one with the Ajax t-shirt. <laughs> She's an Ajax t-shirt in Game of Thrones. Don't you? Didn't know they were formed in ancient, mad, fantastical, made-up times. And they're one of the oldest ones around. Within Temptation.
queens <laughs> of the new rage right here yeah. right now Tony's just chipped the beanbag that was awesome we've gone Dutch with Within Temptation from their new album Hairdryer no hang on Hydra that's it Hydra the sixth album from Sharon and Adele and the six lads under her and guest vocal on that track was from Taria Turnanen and her three octave vocal range but Tony's spinning his arms like a windmill as yes the Friday Rock Show has roped in another queen of the new rage and here she is alive breathing trusting and booking it's Sharon and Adele of Within Temptation Sharon's online AC hello Sharon hi Sharon are you within us hi Sharon hi <laughs> thanks for phoning in to the Friday Rock Show to speak with us Sharon where are you can you hear me Oh. I'm fine, I'm in the car, just uh, going to, uh, I think, uh, Sunset Strip, so, but um, I think the receipt, I can hear you very clearly, so that's cool, and are you ready for the interview? Oh, that's good, yeah, I can hear you, yeah? Yeah. Uh, I've got the belt and top button undone. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, too, because he's a bit far, as we were saying earlier. Welcome to the Queens of the New Age special on the Friday Rock Show. Shaz, yes. you did a secret gig last night in the Coach House pub in Animo. Yeah, very well. I was surprised how many people came because uh, we did a very low profile, actually, for social media, but and very late because... Uh, but uh, a lot of people showed up and I was, it was a real nice vibe. Yeah. I wanted to come too, but I couldn't. It's a long-term problem for you. That's just my age. So, you enjoyed yourselves at the hands of the mountain men then? Mountains! Yeah, I had a blast. <laughs> uh, the song we played off your new album, Hydra, was a duet with the lovely chiseled Finlander, Taria Turnanen. That's the one you like? Yes, a personal hobby of mine, I must say. What took you so long to work with the next door Pesh of Lady Metal? It's a good question. Well, we never thought of it. And, you know, we were just like, because it was such an epic song, and we felt like it's probably the most epic song on the album. Well, mm-hmm. you know, we were just sitting down, and it could have been a song, not just our song, but also maybe a song that, that uh, Tria could have put on her album, because it's quite similar, with this really epic feeling to it. And you know, there are not, not many corporate cooperations between women in uh, in metal at the moment. They were doing duets or something. So it's it's kind of special, also in a way. And also, yeah, it was fun talking to her. There are not many women you can talk to. You know, there's, there's several women you can talk to about the same kind of things, experiences that you have. And we just had a, a blast. She's a really nice person. She's lovely. I know she is. Epic woman, epic metal. You said it, Sharon. Many's a night, you know. So, uh, on your international tour of Wicklow, just like Amaranth earlier, you missed out on playing Jacob's Well in Rathrum. Will you come back and do it next time? We're back in the, in the meantime. We were here in 2010, actually. I must have missed you. But, um, yeah, we're going to come back probably. It depends a little bit how things go. Maybe in May, but I think it's more... Probably we'll go come back in September, October. It depends a little bit how things go, but um, we're definitely coming back this year. Grand job, Sharon. I'll tell Buster. He'll be yeah. delighted and get on to finally decorating the place. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, Taria Turnanen, she'd be my guilty pleasure with all that operatic wrenching. And you've just worked with her. You've been up close and behind her and everything. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what's, uh, so, 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 what's your guilty pleasure, Sharon? <laughs> oh, too many. <laughs> um, well, um, I-, I like my glass of wine. She likes a bottle of wine. She likes a bottle of wine, Burnley. Uh, a girl after my own heart. I like a bottle or two, too. Me and you and a bottle or two, huh? Mm. Uh. <laughs> hey, take some time off. Relax. Get out of those tight stage courses, eh? Maybe a more in-depth interview. I'm not doing anything. No interviews. That's my time off. <laughs> <laughs> She's measuring you! <laughs> <laughs> I could bring my world-famous massage hands. I mean, I hope so. Don't you? I hope so too. Thank you very much for your time. Until next time.
Has she gone? <laughs> Tony? She's, she's left me. Ah! Sharon! Sharon! The queen of the new rage. DJ Fabi! Come here to help DJ Birdie. Thanks for having me on your show. Get out! Thank you, Sharon Denadel. I'd rather have Sharon Denadel. Adele's a bit too big for my taste. <laughs> <laughs> Choke on the Friday Rock Show Copyright 2012 Rolling in the fucking deep The studio's wobbling Hey earthquake End of the world again Shocking This is a letter from Martin J. Tyler Dear no. I know I know why I have tinnitus now You're shooting me fucking here <laughs> Dear Friday Rock Show This is my first time writing to you Last Thursday I had my final session with my hypnotherapist Petunia She's got this little place upstairs above a Eurosaver shop on Talbot Street huh? All decked in silk cloth and incense sticks I've been having trouble getting over my ex-girlfriend Linda that I couldn't get under anyone else Petunia thought it was odd that it was on the 10th of April 1990 but she agreed, a long time ago. <laughs> she agreed to help She's a talkative girl as you'd expect and over the decades of therapy that's how I came to hear about your show Oh, hypnotherapists are listening to the Friday Rock Show! We get all sorts. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Petunia said it was better to unclothe and lie in a warm towel on her cushioned kitchen table. <laughs> it was strange to be almost naked in front of a beautiful woman in a professional setting. She said it was part of securing a patient's attention and then effectively communicating ideas that boost motivation and change perceptions. Mm. She secured mine as she sat beside me in her white hygienist's uniform. Mm. She told me of how many people come to her with problems stemming from listening to your voice. But anyway, I should relax, close my eyes and choose a safe place. I went to Forbidden Planet. She said to choose again. She said she would temporarily assume authority over me. Her soft, slow harmonies brought images of me flying over my house and then upwind, soaring into the air, high above the hills. Free! Free! I could go anywhere! So I flew west over the forests and lakes and heathlands to my ex-girlfriend Linda's home in Knockrath. The clouds spoke Petunia's words. She told me she goes deep into patience to root out the damage inflicted by her broadcast. She said you manipulate people and turn them into cabbage potatoes. And so what? I hate manipulation. It's the worst trait ever. And my hypnotherapist agreed. Exactly. I rested on the soft ground in the woods for a while, eating berries and smelling the pine sap as I looked across the hill to my ex's house. It was peaceful. I remembered April 5th, 1990, five days before, playing with a blackboard duster, grappling, blowing dust at each other. I heard Linda's voice again, clear, clean, as if she was right there. I wasn't messing, you know. I wasn't messing. It wasn't the duster, she said. What? I replied, confused. It wasn't the duster why I came here. You don't believe me, do you? She repeated it again. You don't believe me, do you? Okay. I answered as Linda continued. When I was trying to get the duster off you, I came in close and I wasn't sure what was going to happen next. Same here. I said. I felt like doing something, but I was afraid of the reaction. She looks at me. So did I. I wanted to, but... Oh, don't do this to me. I said. We wanted to kiss each other yesterday. That was apparent. But we both thought we'd get a bad reaction. Don't do this to me. I know. Linda answered. You're being cruel now. I could have... Cruel, I said. She looked at me and said, It's not cruel. And stared. I got a massive horn. I knew this was the time. I had to go in for the kill. What about now? I say. Yep. She replies. Then we kiss. <gasps> you don't you don't know how long I've waited to do this. I've I've wanted it too. She replied. Oh, it's the romance! What's this shy? Wilson's Bane! Then the sky went black. It was five days later, April 10th, 1990. It was my friend Robert's birthday. We were going to buy a flagon of cider in the evening and maybe Linda would join us and we'd photocopy some ACDC cassette covers. But now we were in school in the morning. Linda walked up to me, 
Sad-eyed and stern. All of her sounds in the schoolyard subsided. She told me that we were finished, that her parents didn't want us to be together, that she had to study. I was so upset and angry. I left the school immediately as she called after me. I walked the seven kilometres to her parents' house and where, in these woods, I waited to gather my thoughts and practice my lines. Psycho. <laughs> I was going He's to confront normal, them. Right? <laughs> Suddenly, I heard a wind change and a distant adenoidal whine with a rasping, lisping vocal delivering inexorable bollocks through loudspeakers introducing some overprocessed, monotonous metal music. I was unsure of what it was or what it meant but then I took off into the air again up above the trees free born again he's flying chatter filled the air as I landed in the front of my ex's house on a steep hill not the morning song of birds but more vulgar with hysterical laughter nah, it was not. I shook my head no I must concentrate I moved forward like through treacle every inch a strain it hurt my legs my arms and my groin <laughs> treacly groin it's a bad one to the doorbell must reach the doorbell then I was there face to face with a cheap glass front door <laughs> I pressed the buzzer High voltage erupted from my guts and I lurched forward in a spasm. I was shivering. A shadow came and the door opened. There stood an old woman, hair like wire, with two of the buckest front teeth. She invited me in. We sat down on a brown sofa in the bare sitting room. She offered me tea. I accepted. She asked me in a sharp, discordant tone who I was. I said I was her daughter's boyfriend. She looked at me, her eyes wide, scornful yet surprised. She claimed that her daughter had no boyfriend, that she didn't want one now she was studying, and was my name Anthony. <gasps> she heard he was a lovely boy who had a car who Linda met in the disco and that she could see if she wanted, but her daughter said maybe not because she wanted to study first. But, I said, putting my cup down, my name is not Anthony. Who is Anthony? Why don't I know about Anthony? Linda never told me about Anthony. That's when my senses were overshot by the rising gurgling echo of phlegm swilling into hostile words of FOOL! 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 I sat there, impotent. My rehearsed lines of why this woman couldn't stop her daughter's love for me torn to pieces, disemboweled upon the floorboards. Empty, dead again, staring into the void. Then Linda's mother put her hand on my knee and started to rub. My senses spiked, a jolt, a shifting rictus. She spoke not in that dispassionate screech that I remembered from all those years ago, but soft, slow, harmonious, like, like. Then she rubbed harder on my stonewashed denims, my white runner boots struggling for grip. She said, you've never suffered, not properly, not like me. You're middle class, educated and worth hundreds of hundreds. You've never been working class or poor. You've no idea. You've no point of reference. I'll show you! Linda's mother pushed me off the chair and drove up her floral patterned lilac dress and started to pull at my inconveniently exposed and erect penis. What's going on in this now? I started to cry. It was a deep inner pain. A cathartic wail of suppressed rage and disgust. I thrust and shoved and beveled and again she drove on deeper as I screamed out Linda's name. Suddenly the slap, grind and slop were overtaken by the sound of your dulcet, wretched voice, Adrian. <laughs> What's going on? It was you and Tony introducing the latest track from Bon Jovi and gibbering like monkeys. Louder and louder, it filled the room, the sky, the universe. As the first chords of When We Were Beautiful hit over the echo of your coughing, I was lifted from the floor of Linda's parents' house. Her mother's bony hand dragged free of my appendage. I spun through the air, over hills at high velocity, turning, whipping, twisting, shafted through the arse of time till I landed back on the cushioned kitchen table in Petunia's flat and sprang to life. 
But Junior looked astounded. She had a rubber glove on and it securely gripped my manhood. Her protective visor dripped with the fruit of my lines. Bon Jovi continued to sing, back when we were innocent. I wonder where it went. Let's go back and find it. It was on the radio on the sideboard. I was dazed and abused. What had Petunia done? And why? But something changed in me that moment. A rebirth. Yes. A resurrection. Yes. Your voice. That song. Yes. This sensation. I know it. The Friday Rock Show. It was just a thought. Now it became a feeling. I don't know if it was Petunia or you, or me, or even Tony. It was me! But I don't need hypnotherapy anymore. Petunia said she felt sorry for you, that you come across as hopelessly lost, disconnected, out of touch, trapped in an overly inflated ego bubble, pandering for recognition, and your show such a depressing and grim, yet accurate description of what passes for culture. I pushed her in the face, wiped down my flog and got dressed. I lashed a few coins on the table, took out a cigarette and lit up. And I said to her, I said, Petunia, all I need is my Friday nights with Adrian Tony. God is alive and I am rejoicing. Time to get some pussy. And I strolled out of her life and Linda's forever. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And lads, you have to play some House of Lords. Long live the 80s. Yours, Martin J. Tyler. Oh, Martin J. Tyler has had an exorcism alive on a Friday rock show. You got into his head like a worm. Fair play, I'm glad you've exercised your demons, Mr. Martin J. Tyler, and especially for you, it is... The House of Lords! The House of Lords. It's 80s. It's metal. This rocks. It's now.
I'm breaking free. Oh. Yes, it's the ah. House of Lords. That's a great. slice of late 80s LA cock rock. That brings me back. I've never been yanked out onto a smooth steel surface and castrated with a septic blade. Oh. Formed at the same time as the Friday Rock Show back in 1987. They look it. You heard a spurt off their new album, Precious Metal. Precious Metal? I've had the CD in the car for a few weeks now. Can't find it to actually play it, but sure it's in there somewhere. But good to know they're still pumping out the jam after all these years. The Friday Rock Show. Me. You're with the Friday Rock Show and tonight we are with the queens of the new rage. Oh, the raging! It's all female-driven new rock music. But before we get any more music... It's time for another letter! It's that time again! Friday Rock Show 2014! Where we delve into the mail sack. Who's on it tonight, Adrian? Adrian Antonio. I'm a marketing apprentice and I need help. It all started when I met Zoe. We sat in a meeting room that had two chairs, a flip chart and a barbarously bright lights. She was 5 feet 3 inches, bleh, into her power suit and tan tights. Zoe sat on the table, in a way that a rich lady might, if she liked you, you know. She said she was my induction. It was a fucking inception, more like. A freak show within a freak show. We began with role play. I had to act as a sales manager and she the boss. I'm not averse to a little role play at home with the girlfriend, but I knew where they would usually end up. Either me on the floor nursing my swollen treasures, or atop the Concord with the chest puffed out. Zoe told me that this month's sales figures were down due to a force majeure. In production we had shortfall in parts for customers who made advanced sales and what should we do about it? Her spittle hit me lips. My stylish Tesco chinos chafed at my engorgement. <laughs> she was brutal but couldn't help it Adrian. So I began to read my lines with the force major and all. When the next thing she cocks up a heel and plants it on my chest and just screams SHUT UP! And sits there on the table frozen like a fucking manga cartoon. As lads have written inties before about how older ones hungry for his barely legal mickeys. Well this is no different. She started rubbing her heel up me 5 euro short sleeve white shirt and rumbled words over gob, twisting them with her tongue and firing them at me in salvos of smooth posh hawkers. Switch on my projector. We're going to have to grind out results here. Eh? The heel pushed in more she gy- gyrated. Looks like we'll have to penetrate the open market and spread your load over twin assets. To be honest now, I'm not too familiar with the marketing lingo, but she seemed to be waiting for a response as she slid her voluptuous girth onto Miss crotch, causing the air in the chair to deflate rapidly. So I obliged and took a deep breath under severe pressure and roared back all I could think of. Spreadsheets! Office a thousand! Whiteboard! Marker! <laughs> and you know, lads, I think she liked it. I'd like to micromanage you so hard and that I'd be the man to head up the legs division top down, bottom up and enter the new data now that's the point at which I lost it and tore the tights clean off slapped her back on the table yes. and gave her all for club and country with all the upper class moaning she gave me all sort of slow and deadly in the end I got the most unusual feeling that I was riding an old British royal up the Balmoral basement all I could see was the face of the Duchess Michael of Kent so I came on her face <laughs> <laughs> the question is lads and this is where I need help should I go to work tomorrow please play me some lady metal yours Burncock in Chicor. well done Burn <laughs> give her the one for the lower class fair play continuing our theme tonight the queens of the new rage this is the pretty reckless with heaven knows from the album Going to Hell you want to see the cover of this one ladies show her with a big back big naked back on her with a big arrow pointing down to her heat seeker show me show me show me show me I'll put it on the internet yeah, now hey, come on Joey rock 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 masturbation Jimmy's in the back with a pocket of heart if you listen close you can hear 
sing it. ripping the knickers off old Joan Jett there barely a stitch on her as she does it <laughs> I've had the video repeat all morning in the office with the trousers low she's definitely a queen of the new rage and we here at the FRS give her the full load of approval oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus she's giving me the go-go but Aisling, if you look at the picture of the pretty reckless that we have here in the studio tonight, who's he? They drag him out of the cave! <laughs> On the line now, we've got Pretty Reckless lead singer Taylor Momsen. How are you, Taylor? How are things, huh? How are you guys? What's up? All the better for hearing your sweet voice, Taylor. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. We were just watching the video for your Going to Hell title track in the studio here. Jesus, Taylor, you're as tight as a Volvo wheel nut. Thank you. <laughs> but listen, Taylor, we just played Heaven Knows, the single off the album, and let's be fair, you ripped the video off Britney Spears and the song off Joan Jett, but don't take it to heart. Imitation is the best form of flattery. I don't take anything to heart. <laughs> <laughs> I just take it this way. My fucking tampons on the goddamn internet. Ah uh, yes, yeah, we know the about tampon that. incident. <laughs> You're on stage, age 15, yeah. in your rags, and some hack had the lens right up your gizzard. I thought that some asshole fucking stewed up my goddamn skirt. Ah, sure. You're nearly 21 now. All mature and a queen of the new rage now. It is what it is. I'm just living my life. Tony, now by the looks of him at your picture here, he'd swing out of that string like a terrier on a chain, wouldn't you, Tony? Oh, sure. <laughs> 
Congratulations for being a dick. Ah, Jake, you're a dick. Come on, it's only a joke. You belong to us now. The ravenous public looking for the slip lip. Sure, look at the cover of your new album. You can't have it all your own way. That's it, Taylor. You're, you're, you're taking a chance there, buddy. Oh, I take a chance, all right. Bit of fresh with the big panda bear eyes on you. Heaven knows. I take you to hell, all right. It doesn't really matter. None of it's real. It's not real. What's real? Are you real? Who's the real Taylor Momsen then? Who are you? I, uh... I was raised Catholic. I, I fucked a priest once. Ah! <laughs> Jesus. You're someone you are, Tyler. Huh? Throwing the tampons around, fucking a priest. But like with all the things in the press and, and with the priests coming out and you the... say anything. Are you saying anything? I don't believe And the molestation of, of kids and things like it. You're being controversial now. Yeah, the priest. <laughs> Down into the young lads. The reality of it is you don't know me. You know, you're not in my living room. You're not on my tour bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shocking. You're not, you know, you're not in my life. But we are though. You want to be in ours. Selling your music. Anyway, I think Tony's just arrived in your picture. <laughs> well done. But um speaking of which, Taylor, do you like like to knock the little man out of the boat? You know, when, you're, when you're on your own? You know, I think women should equally be allowed to pleasure themselves as much as men. <laughs> Go ahead now if you want. We Go li- on. We listen. I'm spent oh, out. That'd be dirty, wouldn't it? I'll try the rock show first. Dirty ho! That's an attractive place you pull when you did that. I'm not a whore for masturbating, so like, fuck you if you want to call me one. Ah, Taylor. I thought you were... Nipples rubbing. No. Get her! Don't give a shit, and you... Uh, I didn't think you were that sensitive. I thought you were stronger than that. Like in your videos. Yeah! Commanding legions of the prepubescence. Prepubescence. I just, I don't care. Taylor, what's wrong with you? It's only an interview. She's, she's very young. <laughs> she's not crying, is she? Taylor? Taylor? What's the front door so first anyway? We seem to have lost Taylor Momsen of the Pretty Reckless. Sports into tears! We'll rearrange something. I hope she's not too upset. Tony, why do you have to be wanking over a picture? You were bullying her! I wasn't. You bullied her! I was only asking the question. I was only doing what God gave naturally to me. That was that was Taylor there. Bit rough in our well, Friday rock show, masturbation special. Yes, the queen of the new race with the women's of the metal coming from the foreign countries, talking to us live on the phone. And we have another one coming soon, so don't you be worrying. The Friday rock show. What is this nonsense? Okay, it's a band, and it's about blood. It's a band of blooders. In this moment, not to be confused with Shania Twain's from this moment. Maria Binks, coming up next. Bunch of bunders. I'm a girl you're thinking about. The one thing you can live without. Yeah, I'm the girl you've been waiting for. I have you down on your knees, I love you begging for more. You probably thought I wouldn't get this far. You thought I'd end up in the back of a car. You probably thought that I'd never escape. I'd be a rider to kind of be a slave to this place. You don't know how hard I fought to survive. Waking up alone when I was left to die. And you don't know about this life I've led. All these roads I walk, all these stairs I
In this moment Maria Brinks Driving home her public service announcement for young women today Taken from their most recent 2012 album Blood the picture of in the moment there's obviously a formula to this queens of the new rage here there's obviously uh, you have the perfect female front and the, the mutant band members behind her wank fodder for the young lads I'm only raging we didn't have it in our days we had to be looking at the white snake video you're raging I can't get nothing staying up all night to watch James Whale hoping for a bit of, bit of softcore Alice Cooper video meh sip nip <laughs> and now the search for the queens of the new age climaxes <laughs> is chewing the line on the other side of the street right now in this moment lead singer Maria Brinks oh yes hi Maria yeah, I'm great. I'm doing good. Uh, Maria, you and the band have just completed a worldwide tour of community halls in West Wicklow. How'd it go? Yes, we did. It's just some of the sickest shows we've ever done in our lives. They're so great. We sick? To be fair to you, Maria, you've got a pair of the biggest lungs in the business. What do you do to keep those in tip-top shape? <laughs> Nothing. I don't even warm up when I go out. Uh, <laughs> something that could lubricate What's the that one if it gets really, like, sick in the wintertime? If I'm, like, my voice gets all shredded and it gets done, I'll try to, like, be a little bit more delicate and stuff because I'm sick. But for the most part, I do nothing. Ah, uh, you need a bit of phlegm down there to give a wretch to the vocals, all right? <laughs> Tony has been coughing up chunks for years. <laughs> And speaking of sick, as far as your image goes, you're a bit of a wretch yourself, Maria, with all those costumes. <laughs> He's a smooth tongue to her. Come on, tell us about the costumes. You so many. Um, I think I'm just always trying different things. Uh, I like all different types of stuff. Tight, crazy latex stuff, so like fairy tale dresses. Oh, yeah. That's just basically... Peel you into it. That's what I like. We like them too, don't we, Tony? Oh, jeez, look at her now. Stay you in the video for the title track, Blood. Say me. All gaffer tape, nipples, and more blood on the floor. <laughs> You've been watching me home videos again! Do you have to home videos? Why is there blood in them? Uh, to stay you in the video. <laughs> to stay you in the video for the title track, Blood. Who thinks of all this stuff? I came up with like the concepts and the ideas and like the visionary stuff, but Robert um, John Clay is really talented artist. He did our video. I mean, I think it just really did make something really beautiful. And that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be hauntingly beautiful. I wanted it to make you kind of feel wrong inside and uncomfortable. But at the same time, you want to watch the video <laughs> one more time. I'm uncomfortable now. I actually do feel wrong inside just talking to you, Maria. But tell me, blood was shed two years ago. The Friday Rock Show is still waiting for a new album. You're still flogging a dead whore. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're bleeding blood dry. Yeah. How many more songs can you squeeze into easy singles? Oh, monkey Lou. You know, it really just depends on how many singles you can pull out of an album, how long you ride the cycle. So, yeah. <laughs> how long you ride the cycle. Good one, Maria. And speaking of being a bicycle, you've been known for relentless touring into godforsaken holes. You must, you know, get the urge. I mean, being away from home, it must be, well, it must be hard. <laughs> like a fucking bullet. Yeah, it is hard. And I mean, you would be surprised too as well. I mean, men, very, they just don't hit on me. Ah, you see? You've never spent time with the DJ Bernie. <laughs> He'd open you up and eat you without salt. I very rarely get hit on. People maybe think that I do a lot, but even when I'm on tour with all these mayhem bands, like, they don't hit on me. And fans don't hit on me. I don't know if it's the screaming or the tattoos or... Or what? But, Look at her now! Slap it down, like! Ah, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I suppose I would be intimidated. She's got the glasses on, look all intellectualised now, but. Looking at her, I would be intimidated. I would think she's a little bit out of my league, but you know, it always chance to be armed, sure, you know. God loves a tryer and all that. After know. the four cards broken, you, you never know, yeah. Just ease the six pack up onto her. Listen, Maria, you stay there in the hotel. I'll get Tony to set it up. No! Uh, anyway, thanks for speaking to us, Maria. Anything you'd like to say to our listeners before I coach you into. 
just uh, to people who already know who we are and, and who love and support our band and buy the CDs, thank you very much. I hope everyone loves the new album. You know, I think it's our defining album and our best album. And to uh, people who don't know about us, to uh, check us out and see if you like it. Soak your toe and finger your arsehole. Yay, thank you very much. <laughs> Maria Brinks of In This Moment, thank you for your time. And stay where you are. Bernie's coming. I like her. I know she's the bestest one. You know, she's the bestest one that I've heard <laughs> all night. She's the bestest one. Taria is the bestest one. But we don't have her on the air tonight, Adrian. Uh, Sorry for you. There's some music coming up from her later, though. Just to make you happy because you put in the uh, set list. Typically, you, Tony. We always get the B-listers. We don't get the main queen. But, uh, yeah, no, she's pretty good. She has the personality to match the looks. She came over really well on the phone there. I came <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, but that was a innocent statement. I didn't mean it. <laughs> For once, I didn't mean it. Fucking filthy. Live on Friday. Was she ever a real person? Because she's dead to me. It's only Tarion now for you, isn't it? Yes. Come <laughs> <laughs> on. How are you doing? <laughs> Chicken for Hiya! Alright, Jesus! It's the <laughs> Hail Praetorian Guards at the Friday Rock Show Empire! Hail! I recently returned to my old secondary school, Avondale Community College. I work for the County Council, and it's my job on behalf of the Department of Education to evaluate management, leadership and learning. When I was a student there, they had none of that. Management was abusive and drunk. Leadership was being led around the back for a finger. And the main thing I learned was how to avoid a tonguing from a teacher's mouth. Jesus Christ! I met Miles, head of the English department. He was smart, young, in a paisley waistcoat with a cute set of freckles across his nose. But he looked like he hadn't eaten for days and was covered in a beard. The sort that Grizzly Adams needed for the Canadian winters. We walked the pristine airy corridors and I recalled here was where our woodwork teacher, forever in yellow stained brown corduroy, gut punched a fourth year student so violently he vomited blood over the pink and black tiles. Blood! Maria! We passed enthusiastically polite chatter of uniformed students who seemed engaged, friendly and not at all feral oddballs, as was in my day. And now it's like a utopia. Miles, in his shuffling walk, told me his dreams to become an educator and change lives, with immaculate fingernails, beaming a smile and shiny brown shoes. I must say I was rather drawn to his appearance, but he seemed remote. Our old English teacher, J.R. Wilson, had some dirt under his nails when he was up a chimney. <laughs> Wearing leather and chewing tobacco, he would spray his mouth juice across your face if you got a question wrong. Now he was never remote. Miles talked of school setting high expectations of learners. I remember we called this survival. I didn't know what he was prattling on about, Adrian. He reminded me of an ex-boyfriend, one who used to spit in my face when he made me gum. <laughs> Miles introduced me to the faculty. Five teachers, Dom, Natasha, Fanuka, Barra and Quentin. And it was uncanny. All were skin and bone. All had the same spectacles and all had freckles across the bridge of their noses. Then of a sudden, I felt a chill wrap on my neck. I clasped my hand over my mouth. They all sat in line, facing a large mirror. They were all the same age, all in the same waistcoat and all uttering the same to meet the needs of the students. It was beyond normal. In my days, the only need for students was to meet Principal Walsh for an open beating on the lawn. Or a maths teacher, Sheila, in her mohair skirt to meet later for a lesbo fingering in the free class. Teacher dialogue came in a one-way taunts of waster, eejit, useless and your father uses a pogo stick to jump the fence and ride the neighbour. But that's what you expected. Teacher Dom, dead fish eyes, repeatedly slicking his hair back saying he had to impress the need for perfection. Natasha licking her perfect teeth, softly spoke of empathy empowerment. All were staring into their reflections. Mad horse! Fanuka preened, his fingers flicked absently at the touchpad, rocking backwards forwards. As for Quentin, he just masturbated coolly into a small plastic container, as if it wasn't there. People these days, I mean I tell you. He sang in the drone that it was for the children of the future. 
Never once breaking his gaze. It's not ball school. Really? In my day, science teacher old Bill Jobs, with the hair of a wild man, used to sit at the desk and nervously rub his greasy flog and jerk off to us front row girls. His little stubby fingers would flick out, indicating that we had to raise our skirts a little more, <laughs> just before he'd shudder and turn beetroot. Oh, you see? He knew how to make a girl feel wanted. How could he get that from this new clean breed, as they nonchalantly flagellate to their own image? Brave new world, Aileen! A spray in new world. <laughs> Miles combed his tuft. They were Obsessing over themselves, ogling into mirrors. You vainglorious, full-gorged self-lovers. Miles gurned, as Barra slovenly took a picture of her surgically bald genital muffin. If that wasn't enough fawning, they all resembled my old classmate, Lila McGregor. Lila McGregor? Now he was a mewling, ill-bred measle. <laughs> Sterile and dressed from a different planet, in green tank top and plaid pants. Speaking in vulgar, sonorous tones, known only to us as Foghorn. He was as ignorant as he was arrogant, but at least friendly, and was beyond alien to the concept of coolness and coldness. He had the good grace to blush when he touched my breast by accident, even though he could have pulled out a jug and sucked on it, as that's what you would have expected in those days. Fanuka only flicked at my bra, as to that of a fly on a windowsill. No starfoom full boob molestation that a middle-aged French teacher Sophie received from old Bill Jobs on her first day? Does womanliness not demand this attention anymore? These are a conveyor belt of off-the-shelf mini-men with ludicrously overlong beards and androgynous females with full-loaded quiffs and short backsides. <laughs> Some sandy pastel trousers rolled up at the ankle, all coming at you till the light is blocked out by a rake of black-rimmed spectacles and raw bum grease. Get off me, Miles. I don't like your paisley waistcoat and forested jawline. No, I won't join your blog. Am I in some surreal 80s craftwork video? Are they the tomorrow people? This wouldn't happen in my day. So would not. Adrian, Tony, this is a new dawn of apathy, vanity and insanity. I reefed Miles by his tablecloth shirt and your fucking Johnny Hilfinger child-produced cotton wife fronts hanging over your half trousers. You are no teacher. You deliver children no terror in their eyes, no hatred, no misogyny, no tendency to rip the earlobes off kids and punch them in the kidneys. What are children supposed to learn from you? To go shopping and buy beauty products and make videos about it? You teach them no respect. In my day there was only respect through fear. That life is nasty, life is brutish, and life is short. Fuck you, Miles. Fuck you, Quentin. You shall not destroy our children and still not feel my breasts. Jesus Christ! In the end, I wrote that Avondale Community College had made very good progress on areas for development, as this was my job, and when has the truth ever got in the way of a good salary and safe pension at the cost to the taxpayer? That's what they all say about hygiene. You've no fierce chip on your shoulder there, Tony Wilson. Play me some Taria. Yes! She's fantastic. Yours, Bromlin Condor, Wicklow County Council. Mm. Very, very odd there, Bromlin. Much you know, to ponder there. Call counterpointing the past and the present. A valid observation on the current state of education. Fuck him! And the light it came. Shadows formed on the horizon. Screaming atop the hill. It's the moment you've been waiting for! This is the moment I've been waiting for! All fucking night! The Queen! This is the Queen of the New Rage, uh, one who I love and have sent many letters to. This is so deep! This song! It's about aging, ladies and gentlemen out yeah. there in Friday Rockstar Land. We have we, we been communicating. I sent her many letters. I've broken down all her lyrics. I've given her kind of feedback on them. And You wrote a ton of letters to her. I did. I did. And um, She got a bar in order against you. Yeah. So this letter's... A, uh, and that's why she wasn't going to appear on the show. This song is about me, but not in a good way. Here's her, yeah. 500 letters. Well, she, what? She, she wouldn't come on the show because of me. Is that right? Yes. Uh, just, just if I just had one more chance to speak to her, 
to kind of uh, reassure her. I'm not mental. I'm not a. I'm not some sort of stalker. Uh, uh, play the song. Let me let me hear, let me hear her voice. Calm me. Lover, lover, lover. Of poetry without 
the queen of the new rage. There she is in all her frozen glory, Tarja Turunen. Only 36. She's looking well. Looking well and writing about the Friday Rock Show. 500 letters from a stranger at her door. Personally, I don't think I wrote that many to her. But you forget, I suppose. And why wouldn't anybody not want her, huh? That's from her new album, Colours in the Dark. Named after she saw Tony in his Metallica jacket hiding outside her bush, delivering my post. Ah, queens of the new rage. We've had them all on here tonight. We've uh, test run them all. We've, we've uh, looked under the hood. They passed their NCT, I have to say, a lot of them tonight. And it was an honour. And uh, I hope you enjoyed some of the music they produced. But wait a minute, Aisling. What? Oh, my God. Uh, She's on the line. Who's on the line? That was the, We've done all the interviews. It's Tarja Turunen. Tarja Turunen. Oh, my. Ah, you're joking. Don't fuck with me, Tony. In how many 27, 8 years have we been doing this? It's the hope that kills me. I'm hoping now you're, no, you're telling me the truth. Oh, Jesus, Tony. This is such an honour. The Queen is here. I can't believe it, you. Do I look alright? Don't keep awaking. I never even gelled my hair or nothing. Should I put the sandals back on? Tarya! Welcome back to the Friday Rock Show. I feel pumped. If a little gassy. How do you feel? I'm very happy to be back. Obviously, I mean, my last rock show was a um, long time ago. So happy to be to be here first of all mm, yeah it was it was uh, it's so, it's just to listen to her voice on so our show and I'm graced so great to hear your voice I'm getting on my knees not in front of you though Ooh, I don't know what to say you have to think of a question now we're on the air um, <laughs> what's happening in your life tell me everything hey turn up the studio monitors Tony I just want to sit back and, and just listen to everything she has to say I love you I mean yeah I got a baby in the meantime what? and and you had a baby <laughs> you did what um are you serious? Why did you do that? It's a new challenge, a uh, new responsibility in our life to have a baby on board. But but we have this, um, of course, we have a nanny. So there are a lot of a lot more babies to take care here. <laughs> you know, the big babies. <laughs> but I'm your big baby. I'm the only one. Taria, my pretty. You should be putting me over your knee and, and giving me a smack on the bare bum. And, uh, a little suckle. <laughs> and actually, she's quite pretty. A little Taria, but she will never have my hair or beautiful toenails. Who did you suck in the seed from? Why did you do it? When you succeed with something like that, you worked so hard for it, then it's like, <gasps> <laughs> it's amazing the feeling after all that oh, we did it, you know? <laughs> she did it! Another man put a child in you? Are you happy, Taria? Are you happy with this? I cannot be more happy. I mean, seriously. Seriously? What about, what about my letters? What I wrote you? Stop. Unbelievable to read and hear and feel that. I only wanted to tell you how I felt. These are my feelings, Harriet. I don't have many, but when I do, they were only ever for you. I feel a darkness has descended into studio, Harriet. Stop. Tell me you must feel it too. A little somewhere for me. Aging. A certain kind of darkness will always be living inside of me. That's, it's just. Don't mind them, Harriet. Just what are you, my queen? You have betrayed me. I sent you letters. Half a thousand, you said. I even used the word l- <coughs> the, the love once. It was in the letter. How many letters did it take you to write that? <laughs> a lot. And that is a real thing. I mean, the love. He was up all night writing. The hand was bleeding. But I love you, Taria. I wrote for days about it. And now you love another. Uh-oh. Exactly like that. I feel like that. It's... it's uh, it's just emotional. You're taking the piss out of me now. I can hear it in your voice. She's not. No, no, rock and roll. 
<laughs> oh, what's that supposed to be? <laughs> Rock and roll. You always go fucking cryptic with me. And now you're, you've, you've a young daughter and I'm here in this studio with him. They're only letters. We could have been great together. Holding hands, taking pictures. Taria. You opened up myself a lot to, to really be more free. You, you speak to me with those using those beautiful words, but you're just telling me it's the end, aren't you? Seriously. That's it? It would be very hypothetical for me to think now where I would be. I, I never would have discovered what is inside of me that you... Go get someone else to inspire your songs of far-fetched fantasy bullshit. Go be someone else's queen. There is only so much to learn about yourself if you really let your go and discover yourself. I'm taking Maria Brinks now. Or, or me and Taylor, yeah? Good luck! Have a nice life, bitch. You're hard facing you. Fuck you and your chiseled fucking cheekbones. Bastard words of fucking poetry. Beauty. Fucking exposing my fucking naked soul! Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh God, we've still got a bit of the show to go. Somebody get me out of this. This. Who's gonna Who's gonna cheer me up? There's only one person I know in the Friday Rock Show who spoke about letters with Taria. Well, these are our letters of Busher. Yes, Busher. Busher. This will cheer me up. How is lads? My life had gone to shit. Last time I was talking to you, I thought I had the bird flu. But my girlfriend and Aha came to visit me in the middle of wanking, and things went south from there. Mammy disowned me after seeing me viral YouTube clip on the Late Late Show. I lost my job and ended up being unable to pay the rent. Soon I was kicked out of my house and Patrick turned me away from Mammy's door when I went pleading for help. No! I had no idea who to turn to. No! No one! Nowhere to stay! And I ended up living on the street! I was miserable lads. <laughs> Taking shelter in abandoned houses and, and sleeping in deserted alleyways. I'd wake up thinking ginger was those in my face but it was a big stinking rat. Living on the charity of others I was. The smug, beardy hipsters from the soup kitchen would come a doling out hot food and socks. The mean bastards throwing out their copper cents to feel better about themselves. I don't want that, pet! Hey, don't no, need it! Don't no, need your charity! No! Shut up your ass! No! Assholes! Autumn started turning to winter and the nights were getting harder. I'd cover myself up in boxes and old rags, but the cold was still getting into me bones. My lips were cracking. Skin, skin red from exposure. Stomach paining me with the hunger. I got in with some fellow tramps. I used to hang around with one called Dogflea Kennedy mostly. All of them felt sorry for themselves, except for Dogflea really. They couldn't understand that I was worse off than any of them, and I had no options left. They could, they could escape, not me. I was at my lowest ebb. The only bright spot was when we would pass our days in this living hell playing games. My favourite was an idea that I came up with, where we'd all spit at the walls and our spittles would race each other as they dribbled down the wall. The spit that ran to the bottom first would win. My sputum was the thickest, sloppiest, phlegm filled of them all. Pear! It got real competitive with me and Dogflea, and we bet scraps of food and clothing on the outcomes. We spent a lot of time in the alleyway next to a Vietnamese restaurant, because they were always throwing out leftover food. It was probably car dog me, but I didn't care. Starving like I was, who would have eaten ginger if I had to? Oh no, butcher! Then one day, <laughs> as we were hocking up on the wall, racing our slobber, a waiter came out for a fag. He stood looking at us before approaching us. What are you doing? He asked. I grunted and ignored him, but Dogfleet Kennedy explained the game to him. St. Paul Pot Brilliant, said the foreign lad. Who came up with this? It was me, I said. So? Dong Fong is my name. Who are you? I'm Pusher! Peh! I'm studying software development in college at the moment. I'm only working the waiter job to get through. Mr. Pusher, I would like to use your idea for mobile phone game. I want to be as honest as I can, and would only use it with your permission. Peh! Go for your life! I said. It's stupid, no good for nothing. I thought the Fong lad was mad. That stupid game was like was like anything in my miserable life. It would crash and burn. The nights got colder. 
my saliva was drying up. Dogfleet was getting better at and baiting me. It was becoming harder. There was no fun in that. I had to win all the time. I didn't want to play anymore. I only want to sleep all day. Ribs sticking out. Can't get warm. I think I'm going to die. A beard had grown out of me that I could square some birds had nested in. And it was a bag of bones. Then... It looked like Ginger Baker. Then, unexpectedly, one morning, I woke up to a flash sports car purring at the end of the alleyway. It was Dong Fong, and he wanted me to get in. Mr. Pusher, that game idea of yours, I designed it as a mobile phone game app. The name I gave it was Floppy Pears. <laughs> the kids love it. It's the most downloaded free game in the world right now. People are addicted to racing their slavered on walls. Free, you said. So what good is that? Floppy Pears. Dong handed over a check. It was for a million like. The ads I run in the app make me $50,000 a day. I am honour bound to share it with you. He says to me, let's get you fed, shaved and cleaned up. You look like Bin Laden. From being on the bones of my arse, I suddenly had a fortune. I was stankin' rich! Pusher rich! Even richer than I was when I got the compo that time! No way! <laughs> First thing I did was go back down to my old hometown. I pulled out up outside me loud. <laughs> Get me excited with the richness. I pulled up outside my old landlord's house in a Porsche Turbo and marched out with my shades and designed a trench coat and made him an offer he could not refuse for my old house. I bought straight out. Next on my list was my mammy. And armed with the deeds in her name, I went straight over to beg her for forgiveness. Peh! I was welcomed like the prodigal son with a nice cold glass of Cadet lemonade and a big bag of meanies. <laughs> I was home again. My mass partner, Patrick, he pulled me to one side. Like he does with the beans. I wanted a loan of some money to start a new business. So, not wanting to, to destroy the bridges I just recently rebuilt. I agreed. All the time, Twappy Pears was being played from Bangkok to Berlin and making me richer. That night a knock came to the door. It was Bonnie from Barcelona. No way, Bonnie's back. The last back. love of my life. She begged me to take her back. It was the best day ever. I loved that girl and how. And now I could look after her properly like. The next unexpected visit was more than welcome. It was Caroline, my ex-girlfriend. Caroline! She arrived with a solicitor, the man in the fortune of being unpaid maintenance for the kids. He was all like seeing Carp, Mr. Washer. All my old friends were appearing again. Boss Lee, the young Murphy lad from down the road. Twappy Peh had hit a million downloads, so I took all my old friends out to a Michelin star restaurant for a good old nosh up. There's a Michelin star restaurant in his hometown? Boss told me he knew where he could get me the biggest rock of hash I'd ever saw. I'll have to give him the money, sure. Man, did we get completely stoned that night. When we were nearly home, I was seeing these lights in the rearview mirror. I thought it was the pigs, so I put my foot down harder and tore into the drive, but I crashed the car into my own gatepost. <laughs> All the boys fell out of the back and rolled around my driveway, clutching their necks. <laughs> Gouges bastards, you won't claim off me! As I ran to the house, my mammy was in the doorstep crying. Patrick had left her. He'd taken his passport and cleared off with the money I left him. I brought mammy in to comfort her and switched on the TV. There was Lila McGregor on the news. Lila McGregor! Yeah. Bronwyn Condors! Old friend from yeah. school! He'd started. Ah, Lila McGregor! Yeah! He'd started yeah, yeah. he a protest group against Twappy Pears. He described it as a vile and disgusting game that glorified unhygienic ejection of scum filled sputum all over our clean living environment. Bonnie rubbed my shoulder. Everything is going to be okay, she said. Ah, my Bonnie. I told Bonnie I'd put her name on my bank account. Push oh, her, no! Well, was mine was hers. No! Yeah, tomorrow she could take me mass shopping and get them some, uh, some nice stuff. Take her mind off it all. Tomorrow came. And I woke to a call from my solicitor, informing me I had to make a huge payout to make the Caroline and boss and the lads were suing me for injuries sustained in the car crash. Peh! I had one new message pay me in my voicemail. It was Bonnie. Peh! No! No! Bonnie! What's she say? I felt I had to tell you. When I left you, I met someone else. His name is Juan Jordan. And we planned to get married. 
I'm really sorry. It was his idea for me to come back to you and get us what we needed to start a new life together. <laughs> no, Pear, no. It can't be happening. I called the bank to take her name off the account. Tole, eh? The swindling bitch you claim me out. No! Pear, everyone just wanted to take, take, take. Fuck twappy pears. It's just bringing me misery. I had to do something, so I rang Dong. Dong agreed to meet me at the Vietnamese restaurant. Dong, I said to him, I want to remove twappy pears from the app store. He respected my wishes. Part of him did not want it to be associated with anymore because of the negative publicity. And he still had all his money anyway. Not like me. Big fool. <laughs> As I headed out of the restaurant, I saw a dog flee in the alleyway. He handed me a battered chomp bar. I've been saving it for you. In case you ever, you ever came back. I found it on the street. I remember it was your favourite. Well, I took the keys of the turbo and my pocket and handed them to him. Here I said, it's a little smashed up. But it's still worth something. It's yours to do with what you want. I walked home letting the chomp bar melt in my mouth. It gave a nice thick consistency to my spit. I walked into the house. Locked the door and pulled the curtains. Pah! Fuck the world! Hate them all! Pah! Yours, Busher! Ah, oh, Busher! Fantastic. Busher, you've been true Busher's to made it all and lost it all in a single letter. So, this is it. We're rapidly coming to the close of our Queens at the New Rage Friday Rock Show. I'm raging. To take us to the end, it's Nashville Pussy. Up to dosage from the album of the same name, which came out in 2014. Get your rocks off. Come on, the pussy. Nashville Pussy, Atlanta, Georgia Cowpunk. Off their new album, Off the Dose. Dosage. You witnessed the title track. The Friday Rock Show. Me. The Queens of the New Rage.
That's it. So rock has a history of great female vocalists. And tonight we've taken the time to make our own little tribute to them. Like Maria, Arian, and all those other bitches. So it was nice to have them on the show. Disrespecting women. It was nice to speak to some of those ladies tonight who may become future legends of rock. Like Suzuka Nakamoto, Elise Rude, Sharon Denadel, and Taylor Mumpson and Maria Brinks. Don't forget about Maria. So that's it. It was great speaking to all those ladies, wasn't it, Tony? I was flustered. I was flustered. I was a bit nervous. That was the most excited I've seen you in ages. Oh, geez, when Taria came on, I never seen you touch the light. You nearly pushed up against the desk. Uh, you could have been fiddling with the wrong knob there, Tony. Uh, you flicked up your own faders, uh, nah. You didn't need Lorna in the control room at all. This studio is pretty dimly lit. You wouldn't know what you'd be grabbing a hold of at all. <laughs> so what was the highlight of the show for you tonight? Uh, seriously, I have to say, though, when Taria came on, just looking at your face, said it all to me. It's sold. It's sold. It's it. I tell you, if we were in the video, we're doing the video, um, you know, the video link in the room here in the, in the, in the studio. So we've had legends in the past like Joan Jett and Bonnie Tyler. Mm. Do you think any of those, these girls we've interviewed tonight would become on the same level as those girls? It's Bonnie of Barcelona, Tyler. <laughs> or Butcher. I know, I know, maybe Sharon Denadelle oh. now. She's within temptation. She's almost touching cloth. Thanks everybody for sending in the letters as ever. The show wouldn't be a show without your contribution. Thanks to Butcher. Thanks to Tasher Singh, of course. Remember, don't even cook on Cook Curry. Thanks to Dwayne. Thanks to Dwayne. Butcher and his app, Twappy Pass. Thanks um, to Martin J. Tyler and his very weird floating across the sky. Meeting his ex-girlfriend and then getting tugged furiously by Petunia. Burnt Cox. Burnt Cox in there somewhere in Chicago taking his marketing exam. Thanks to Baldy for uh, writing his life with his uh, weird strains coming together with Jenny. Oogie Boogie Wonderland As ever We look forward to seeing What happens next So keep them coming guys So all that remains for me To say is thanks To my producer Tony Wilson Thank you 18 That's it from us See you in another 7 days For another Friday Rock Show I'm off for a wank And a kebab I haven't talked to so many women Since I got me Fucking Mickey Kyle In me zip When I was 7 And I was wearing A pair of shorts That were too tight for me Because they were for my cousin Who was a year younger True story See